All right, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Appreciate you joining us on a Tuesday. All right, let's get to it. On today's show, we're going to talk about early cash outs. This is something that comes up all the time. Everyone seems to have an opinion on this. And so today we'll talk about just, I'm not going to give one direct thing that you should always do because there is not one direct thing you should always do. Take each situation by itself. But today we'll talk about what's going on behind the scenes. What is the math behind early cash outs? And when should and shouldn't you cash out yourself? So let's get to all that today. Let's start off with uh, individual bets, because I think that most people out there and most people listen to the show, this will apply to you for the parlays, right? If you've got a five or 10 team parlay and you've won, you know, if you've got a 10 team parlay, and you've won eight games in a row. What do you do? When do you cash out? What's a fair price? So I think that's what will apply to most people. We'll save that for the second part of the podcast. But let's start off with individual bets, straight bets, single bets, okay? Because that is, I think, the more fascinating situation. So let's kind of talk through this. And let's use an NFL game coming up this weekend as an example. Uh, Miami Dolphins at the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the certainly one of the more polarizing games this weekend. Let's say that you're going to take Miami plus four on the road to Kansas City. And let's make this a big enough bet to where it would be worth it for a lot of people out there to hedge or uh, cash out early. So let's say you have uh, 1,100 to win 1,000, right? That's a classic bet, minus 110, 1,100 to win 1,000. Miami plus four is the bet, and they are on the road to Kansas City. So let's go, let's fast forward to the fourth quarter and say we're starting the fourth quarter and the game is tied 20 to 20. What do you do? And the answer for what do you do, should you actually pause it right now, I'll ask everyone out there, what do you do? It's 2020 in the fourth quarter, you have Miami plus four, what should you do? The answer is, it comes down to the same thing we have to answer for every bet we ever make in our entire life, in our entire career, in our entire hobby of betting sports. It all comes down to what are they charging and what should the price be? Now, I know that seems simple, but really, it doesn't matter whether you're talking about betting next year's college football champion in 364 days, whether you want to bet Joey Chestnut in the hot dog eating competition this summer, or whether you want to bet football games this weekend. It's all the same question. What are they charging and what should they be charging? Now, the house works with their VIG, with their edge, right? That's why they can charge minus 110, minus 110 and have enough cushion in the middle to be perfectly fine. But occasionally, they'll be wrong. That's where you want to make bets. I digress. 2020 or start of the fourth quarter, what do you do? There is no answer for what you should do. The answer is, what's the current price? What are they charging? And how does that equal or how does that relate to your cash out? Okay. If the current price in the start of the fourth quarter is Kansas City minus four and Miami plus four, what does that mean? That means the line is exactly what you had it at the beginning of the game. That means you have right around a 50-50 chance to win that bet. Because if the line was, let's say Miami's up 20 to nothing and Miami's, you know, 17 and a half point favorites, clearly you have a fantastic bet and you don't want to cash out, right? But on the other side, if Kansas City's up 21 points and Kansas City's 17 and a half point favorites, you're not in a good spot. We know this. So concurrently, we can judge that if the line is exactly what we had, minus four, plus four at the beginning of the game, then what that means is mathematically, we could say, okay, they should be offering about 50% back because I have a 50% chance to win this bet because that's the odds of any given bet when you start off. So what they should be offering back is about 55 or 550. 
right? Because that's half of 1100. But what you'll see is they likely won't be offering that back. They'll likely be offering a greatly diminished amount. Now, we're not going to get yet on the podcast. We will in a few minutes of should you or should you not. Let's just talk about the process of how this happens. So, or how to tell if you should cash out, if it's a, if it's a good option or not. And that's simply how you do it. You compare what the current line is and see how it compares to what your line was and then say, okay, how does that impact the, uh, the cash out? Now, unfortunately, there's not an exact formula I can give you, right? But it's more of a, for most people out there, it's going to be more of a feel it out type of thing. If Miami is up by seven and they're six and a half point favorites start of the fourth quarter, chances are they should be offering you a nice chunk of that cash out, right? Certainly over 600 or, you know, maybe 700 because you're up. You've got a great chance to win that bet. So the cash out should be more concurrently. Like I said earlier, if it's on the other end, they should charge you less, but it's all about what the current line is and what the line should be. Now, this is much easier to do if you've money lined a certain team, because what you can do then is just go to the, the current price find the no vig line and then relate that to what they're trying to cash you out. Okay. Now let's walk through this. It may seem complicated, but let's walk through what I just talked, what I just mentioned. If you had a pregame money line bet on the Miami dolphins of, well, let's just see what the current line is. Miami is currently, holy shit. Plus one eighty, Huh? Okay. So anyway, Kansas city is minus two eighteen or minus 225, just just moved as we speak. Kansas City's minus 225 on the money line, and the Miami Dolphins are plus 185. Okay, so that's the current pregame spread. Let's say you bet Miami pregame on the money line, plus 185, and it's 2020, start of the fourth quarter, okay? What you can do is find the no-vig line and then find the break-even spread or the break-even number based on that. So again, let's walk through it. If the, if the current price at the start of the fourth quarter is the exact price it is right now pregame, which probably wouldn't be the case, but let's just walk through this, that would be Kansas City minus 225, Miami plus 185. What we want to do is find the number between those. Okay, so you just start working up. You start, you start taking chunks from each side. So Kansas City... Uh, minus 225, Miami plus 185, what's in between those? Well, what's in between those is 205, right? You just subtract 20 from Kansas City, you add 20 to Miami, and just forget the plus and minus here, right? But what number's in between 225 and 185? It's 200, or 205, I should say. So what we what we can do with that information is we now have the no-vig line, meaning there's no tax, there's no extra house edge, right? So... Miami in this no vig line would be plus 205 and Kansas City would be minus 205. So what we can do is go to our trusty betting odds calculator on the Action Network. Uh, just go to Google, type in betting odds calculator, find the Action Networks. It should be one of the first ones. And you can type in here any odds in the American odds and it'll give you the implied odds for what, what that sort of equals in a percentage. So for our no-vig line, we've discovered the Miami Dolphins should be plus 205. What you'll find that equals is 32.79%. Anyone can follow along and do this at home. Just type in plus 205 to the American odds and you'll get 32.79%. So at that point, it's actually rather easy. 
go back to what they're cashing you out or offering you for the early cash out and see what percentage that is of your bet, right? See what percentage they're offering of 1100 If they're offering you $550 back, what that means is they're offering 50%. And currently, you've got about a 32.79% chance to win as the, according to the math we just did. So you should certainly take that cash out. If they're offering less than 32.79%, it's probably not a great idea to take the cash out. And that's what you'll find most of the time. They'll offer less than they should offer. So for a single bet, that's how you approach it. It's You want to compare the current game state to your bet, find what the percentage is or what the line is, and just simply compare what did you have, what is it, and what are they charging on the cash out. If you've got Miami plus four, and the current line is Miami minus seven, you're in a great spot. You probably shouldn't cash out, but if you do, they should offer you almost everything back. If you've got Miami plus four, and they're getting their asses kicked, and they're plus 24, you've got no shot. You should probably take what you can and get out, even though they're not offering a fair bet back, right? So that's what you do. Compare what's going on during the game to what you made pregame, and then compare that to what they're offering in the cash out. So that's one situation, right? But there's also another situation when you've made an individual single bet and you want to cash out. And that goes like this. You turn the game on and you just simply don't like how things are going, right? Your team's not looking well. Your handicap's not looking... This happens to me, you know, somewhat frequently and it's relative, but this happens to me all the time where I will say, okay, I'm betting on team A because... I trust them. Let's say it's like a soccer game. I trust they're going to hold the ball and challenge the other team and dominate possession and get a lot of chances. Well, if I turn the game on and for the first 30 minutes, they can't hold the ball to save their lives. They're getting no chances. They're not getting any shots on goal. What that tells me is there was something wrong with my approach, with my handicap. And for that reason, every everything I thought about this game was incorrect. So even if I happen to get lucky and win with the team I bet on, that's not a good long-term approach. You want to get out of that situation. So I get it. I, that's happened to me before where you go, oh shit, this is not how I saw things going. That's a totally different situation. And for that, I've got a bit of different advice that may seem counterintuitive, okay? What I think you should do is honestly just get out. And the reason I say counterintuitive is I'm. this is such a math, logic-based show that that's not generally what I say, but I get it. I've been there before and I, and, and I wouldn't put it on anybody as a negative. If you see your handicaps not going the right way and you just cash out whatever the hell you can, because if you truly feel the ship is sinking, you may as well recover what you can. It's not a bad thing. Don't take it as an ego killer to say, ah, I was wrong here. Let's take some money back. It's a good thing to say, whoops, what was wrong there? Let's not be stubborn and go down with the ship. Let's get what we can here, right? So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That happens to me. Now, here's the caveat with that. You don't want to overreact because in my soccer example, <laughs> what happens more times than you know is you'll get upset. I'll say, oh shit, I was wrong here and I'll cash out. And immediately, the moment you cash out, it starts going how you thought, <laughs> right? So you just don't want to overreact and handcuff yourself based on short-term sample size. And let me tell you what, this happens all the time in college football. I mean, how many momentum swings do you see in the first half, second half, even quarter to quarter? I do another show, College Football Tailgate, which I talk about a decent amount on here. And my co-host on there, Will Chambers, it's so funny how often he'll text me at halftime proclaiming that he's either won or lost a bet. It's like, 
they don't cash bets at halftime. How many times do we have to go through this? They play 60 minutes for a reason, and how often does it go the exact opposite of what he was complaining about at halftime, right? So that's the point here is it's never over early. You don't want to overreact. There's nothing worse than making a $100 bet overreacting, cashing out for 40, and you end up, you know, you would have ended up winning that bet anyway. So that's the caveat here is you don't want to overreact, but I get it. If you really think your handicap was wrong or off in some way, you don't just want to be stubborn and go down with the ship. Get what you can when your handicap was wrong. So right, let's talk about parlays. Let's get on to the other side of this whole thing. Quick drink of water here. All right. I think this is where it's going to hit home for a lot of you, right? There's not that many people who are making singles for a thousand bucks wanting to cash out. Most of you are getting in this situation. And I see this because, I mean, whether it's I hear from people on Twitter or my friends who do this, this is usually what you're going to get into a situation of. You have a parlay, like a 16 parlay, okay? Or a 17 parlay, whatever. And you've won a good amount of games in that parlay. People start wanting to automatically hedge or bet or, you know, bet on the other team or cash out early, start, you know, trying to find a way to get this money or or guarantee money. And it's really, I think that this is more, more of a sociological, psychological phenomenon, right? I think it is rather than a sports betting situation. Um, And let's, let's kind of talk through this because I don't want to like be, I don't want to really take this from a negative point of view and I don't mean to, but I really think it is a fascinating sociological thing or psychological thing rather than I should say psychological, not sociological rather than a sports betting problem. Okay. So here's just what I feel like happens before we talk about, you know, what's going on. I just think what's happening in the mind of the better is one of these two things. I think they either, all right, let's just say this. Number one, I think they may get excited. I think it's as easy as that. I think the average person out there, the public sports better they just get excited or maybe even a little bit greedy while making these parlays, kind of nonchalantly throwing teams in there, you know, a 500 there, a minus 450 there, just to kind of beef that payout up, right? And what I think is happening is subconsciously or maybe even consciously, who knows, I think that these bettors don't expect to go 6-0 and and be sitting there left with that seventh game left to play. And when it happens, you're now in this sort of weird, unexpected position that you didn't see yourself in, and you now have the opportunity to win some money. At least that's what you think, that that's what sort of like the, what you trick yourself into. So, and I say trick yourself because most people get into a habit of making these 17 parlays, and most people get into the habit of losing them. So when you finally have the chance to win one, it seems like this unique novel situation that you've got to take advantage of. So I don't think this is a fundamental issue, right? But rather, smart people, good sports bettors, making bad decisions when they're just constructing those parlays. Like I think it's, it could be as simple as that, right? And remember, I'm going through one of two options here. This is the first option. Hopefully, it could be as simple as that where we've got good bettors just getting a little excited, maybe a little greedy. Sports betting's still new for a lot of people out there. So, you know, I think that's what's happening. I don't think it's a fundamental issue, but something short-term that will correct itself over the next couple of years. And I think that the more all of you out there make these 10-team, 17-whatever parlays, 
I think the less you will make them over the long run, because you're going to sort of learn that you don't like losing money, learn there's better ways to do it. That's what I think. At least that's option one. That's behind door number one. Well, behind door number two is sort of the more pessimistic view, right? Is that it is almost a fundamental thing. And what I mean by that is it is fundamentally a part of who the public sports better is, right? The average better out there is, like I said earlier, sort of used to making 10 team parlays and used to losing that five or 10 or $20, whatever it is. So when things happen, they're not used to happening, which is winning the first few legs of a parlay. It seems right. Seems like this great winning situation and people's dopamine starts elevating and they get this feeling of winning, like almost like they winning a slot machine or, you know, a, a, a scratch ticket or finding $20 on the ground, right? Getting deep in the psychology of this, which I think I find fascinating. If you bet that way, right? And you bet big parlays with that lottery mentality, what's going to happen is mentally your brain really can't tell the difference between winning a big scratch ticket and winning one of these big sports bets. Because a lot of you have trained yourself to bet this way. It's an escape. It's a way to bet 10 to win a thousand. It's a way out. It's a way to hit a lot or huge ticket. So it's only inevitable, right? It's fundamental and it's inevitable that when you finally get a chance to actually capitalize and make some money, you're going to overreact and you're going to sort of get that rush. So that is option number two, which is, again, the more pessimistic. People are training themselves to make these bets. Therefore, it's only natural they're going to react this way and want to cash out when this happens. So those are the two situations. I'm not sure which it is. I think it's just interesting to talk about. But either way, let's get back to the matter at hand. What do you do in these situations? What can we do with this information and use it effectively moving forward? Okay. So Cashing out early. It, it, it's actually a very new thing sportsbooks have offered the last couple of years. And why do you think they're doing it? Sportsbooks are letting cash outs happen early so they can actually recover more than what they deem to be recoverable in any given moment. Okay, so if you have a bet, let's just make this easy. If you have a bet, a thousand bucks to win a thousand, okay, and your bet is 50% chance to win. That means, obviously, the fair amount they should pay you back is 500 but they're not going to. They're going to pay you back 400 or whatever it might be. And the reason is they chalk this up, they being the sports books, to a $100 win because the theoretical payback should be 500 If they put back 400 they've made $100 on that theoretical payback. That's how they make all their money. That's why they charge minus 110. They're just charging less for what should be charged in the first place. So this is no different. This is just another way for sports books to make more money in the long run. If they should pay you back a certain amount and they pay you less, that's actually also gaining money for them, right? Saving money for us is also earning money for us. Same thing for the sports books. So let's talk about a different example. If you have a parlay, let's say a, like we said before, uh, what? It would be like a 16 parlay or so, and you bet 10 to win 500, and you're 5-0, and one game left. The payout should be probably around 260. They'll offer maybe about 225, 230. Now, here's the thing. Here's the problem with that. The mentality for a lot of people out there is, so what? It's still $225 win. What do I care if, uh, if, if I'm diminishing it a little bit? I'm still winning money, right? That's the mentality. But the reality is 
you are just greatly killing your winnings over time, right? It's hard enough. <laughs> it's fucking impossible pretty much to win betting these parlays anyway, right? You look at how things are set up before the early cash outs. It's hard enough to win anyway, right? The expectation, let's say you quick left turn and talk about the expectation for a parlay when you make it, just when you're sitting there making it. The parlay expectation for any public better. Let's say a 16 parlay, the example, right? In our example here, a 16 parlay, which is very small for a lot of people out there. Do you know what your odds are? If you're listening right now, you're a public sports better. Do you know what your odds are to win a 16 parlay? It's about 1.56%. How did we get there? You can do this easily, okay? You just multiply 0.5 by itself for every bet in the parlay. This is, this is math that's actually rather simple for complex things. The way you calculate two, the odds of two things happening is just multiply them together. Okay, so what are the odds of flipping two heads in a row? Well, the odds of flipping one head in a row is 50%. The odds of fl- flipping another head in a row is 50%. So we just multiply 50% times 50%, and that gives us what the outcome is, the probability is, for flipping two heads in a row. Well, it's the same thing for sports bets. Most people out there betting minus 110, you've got about a 50% chance to win that bet. Okay, that's why they charge minus 110. They think it's about a 50-50, so you're going to win about 50% of the time. Okay, I know it's a lot of numbers, but stick with me. It'll make sense. So all you do is multiply 0.5, because that's 50%, right? 0.5 times 0.5 for every leg in the parlay. So right now at home or on your phone or wherever you're listening, you can do 0.5 times 0.5 times 0.5 times 0.5 times 0.5 times 0.5. That was 6.5s. And what you'll get is 0.0156 blah, 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 blah. And as we learned in math class, remember, move the decimal two places to the right, and that'll give you 1.56. So that's the odds. Those are the odds you're going to hit six games in a row. Well, do you know what a six-team parlay pays? It pays plus 4741. You can go right now at any sportsbook you use and find six games that are minus 110 and you'll see it pays plus 4741. So what does that mean in math terms? That means that the parlay pays as if you'll win 2.07% of the time and you will win 1.56% of the time. That may not seem like a huge edge. Okay, that's like a half percent. Who cares? But here's what it looks like in sports betting terms. They, they're paying plus 47.41, and they should be paying plus 63.10. Think about that. You bet $100, yeah, you'll win 4700 but you should win 6300 Think about that. They are greatly diminishing your return. Yeah, that's a half percent. Like, that's that huge... That's, a, that's that tiny little gap that everyone said, oh, who cares? It's only a half percent. No, that's the difference between making 4700 or 6300 with a, with a $1,000 bet. Okay, so, or with a $100 bet, excuse me, as I say, 1000 with a $100 bet. So you bet 100 you should win 4700 uh, $4, with the normal parlay. Fine, hey, you won 4700 congratulations. What it should pay is plus 6310 Now, why are we saying this? Why are we going into debt with all this math, all this parlay stuff? It's because... My point is, that's before anything even happens. That's the beginning of the parlay. That's when you just make the parlay. Those are your odds. Now we're cutting into that with the early cash outs. You see what I'm saying? How 
it's near impossible to win if you're if you're cashing out early because it's so hard to already win making 16 parlays. All you're doing by cashing out early is just giving the book even more money back, even more of an edge and even more of an advantage. So think about how much worse that habit is when you're cutting your losses, right? 10, 20%. You're just making a habit of losing money faster. So my advice is this. Let's all boil this down to some advice and some actionable things. Only make parlays you're comfortable with sweating through. Now, notice that. Notice how I didn't say, don't make parlays, make singles, blah, blah, blah. That's not today's show. That's generally what I advise. If you want to make money, do that. But I'm, I'm starting to realize you, you're all going to make parlays anyway. So let's give advice for how to do that smarter. Okay. So my advice would be, if you're going to make these parlays, only make parlays you're comfortable with sweating through. If you constantly find yourself going 5-0 and and you're wanting to hedge out of that sixth team, I think that's a sign you're making parlays that are a little too big for your comfort zone. So scale it back. Start making five or 14 parlays, okay? You'll find your parlay sweet spot yourself when you can comfortably sit through the parlay and not think about hedging off. So maybe for you, that's a two-team parlay or a three-team parlay or a four-team parlay. But find that sweet spot because the moment you, it's almost a definition thing, right? Almost a by definition, the moment you start saying, oh shit, look at that cash. Let's start hedging. Let's start, you know, looking to cash out. Almost by definition, you are swimming in a little bit too deep of water. So that's just my advice. If you're going to make these parlays, find that sweet spot to where you don't want to cash out. So let's take some overalls. Overall from today's show, I know there's a little bit of math, a little rambly there for a little bit, but let's talk some overalls. Overall. Cashing out early is simply another way for sportsbooks to make more money. That's how we should look at it. It's another way for them to stem the tide, make a little bit more here or there. And a good example of this is, have you ever noticed when a game's all but over? I I had a game the other day. It was 4-1, a hockey game. There were like 30 seconds left in the game. Okay, And DraftKings still would let me cash out for like, $15 $15 short of what they were going to pay me, right? Like they, the bet, I don't know, it was, it was a couple hundred bucks, like maybe 300 bucks. And so, you know, I was going to get back, let, let's say 630, right? 330 to win 300. I was going to get back 630 uh, or win 330. So they were offering, they're like, yeah, you can cash out now for 315. Now keep in mind, the game was 4-1 and 30 seconds for being over. I mean, that's about as close to 100% as you can get. Yet they were still saying, hey, buddy, you want that money right now? You don't want to wait another five minutes? That's fine. You're just going to have to sacrifice 15 bucks. So they're always finding ways to nickel and dime and get what they can here or there. This is no different. The early cash out is simply another way for sportsbooks to make a little bit more off of you. Okay. The more we cash early, the less we win in the long run. So that's a pretty direct correlation. The more we cash, the less we will win in the long run. Now, very final caveat here, because this is probably the most important thing I've said all show, and I'm saving it for the end. Each situation is different, okay? If you yourself are in a pinch and need some money and have found yourself betting $10 to win 2000 and the cash out is for 900 who gives a shit if the cash out should be 1100 You need that money. You need that cash. You got things to pay. Take that money, right? So, Sometimes circumstances in our own lives circumvent all of this math, and it doesn't matter what's going on. It overrides everything. So personal circumstance is the most important thing. Who cares about a little 15, 10% here if you are yourself in a situation where that money matters, 
right? So every situation is different. Now, hopefully, hopefully my listeners aren't betting in situations like that. Hopefully, if you're down to your last 20 bucks, you're not betting on a sports game, okay? But that's something we have to say on this show because I know no matter what I say, people are going to be in situations. So let's let's offer the most responsible advice. So what that is, is if you're in a pinch and you need the money, don't always be optimal. It's not, it doesn't always pay to be optimal if you're in a situation where money matters, right? So that's something to take away from this, you know? And that's something that matters for a lot of people out there. It's like, yeah, Tyler, you have a bankroll. You're into grinding a half percent here and a half percent there. And, it, you know, you can do this. We're not in the same boat. We're betting $10 to win 200. And if we want that 100 bucks, that matters for us. That's a different situation. Take that money, you know, whatever it is. Take that money, whether you're needed for bills or whether you're a college student, just want a little bit more income, take it. If it matters for you, that's up to you. So that's my last note here is whatever your situation is, that circumvents all of this math, all this stuff we talked about. Do what's best for you. Do what's best for your family. That's honestly the best thing and the best advice we can give. But overall, what we talked about today is the best mathematical approach, the best, uh, uh, I think, psychological and logical approach and the best way to go about cashing out early for straight bets and for parlays. So appreciate you listening. Stay tuned here in the next couple of days for some picks coming up this weekend. But uh, yeah, appreciate you listening. Good luck. Hope you catch some winners on this Tuesday. We'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Betting Daily.